Oh no! And welcome to the Mean Green Money podcast. And today I am joined by Juliana. You all, you all met her before. So <clears throat> I'm going to let her introduce herself for those who don't really uh, know. Hi everyone. So major update, I'm on the outreach team. <laughs> so I was on the coaching team, now I'm on the outreach team. So again, um, love my time to learn so much on the coaching team. Really got to hone in on the stuff that I want to work on professionally. And now I'm honing in on something I kind of have a background in. So my major is under the College of Visual Arts and Design. And so I'm on the outreach team, so definitely honing in on those design skills that I've learned. So thank you again, Jasmine, for having me, of course. And yes. let's get started, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Ooh. So uh, I know I talked to you guys last time about talking about financial personalities and I kind of went into depth on each financial personality and um, just what that looks like for each person. And I think that it's, I think it's worth talking about a little bit. So when it comes to financial personalities to kind of kick it off, what, what do you think of when you think of financial personalities? How would you classify yourself? Myself. Okay. So Thank you. I'm really excited for this question, honestly, because right now, more than ever, I feel like, if anything, I was saving a lot of money once all this started with what's kind of going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Once classes went online, I definitely was not really going out much, not really hanging out with friends. I didn't have to spend any money on gas. So I saved a lot, to be honest with you, because I am also a commuter student. So I was definitely being a saver. But again, like I always have money that transfers into my savings account every month, but I was putting in a little bit extra more so I I was really proud of myself but now that I have like a class on campus and then I'm also coming to work a bit more with the schedule that we have updated to campus as well Mm -hmm. I'm spending and so I'm becoming a bit more of a shopper I would say so I went from a big saver to a shopper oh I think oh go ahead Mm -hmm. oh yeah can you continue yeah Uh I was going to say that, like, I think the opposite is happening for me. I had a very bad habit of going, oh, look at that thing. Even if it was, like, being in the grocery store and having, like, extra money and seeing, like, oh, Oreos. I think I want Oreos today. I would, like, go ahead and splurge on it. But now I find myself, even if I have plenty of money, I'm like, no. And I put it aside and I save it. Or I put it aside and put it towards, like, credit card bills and stuff like that. And I found myself doing a kind of 180 in personality types and I think um our external environments play a lot into that Mm -hmm. and when it comes to that I was actually going to ask you a few questions about um basically your financial background because I think it 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 sheds a lot of light Mm -hmm. on things so definitely question uh the first question i think would be what did your what did money look like to you in your childhood and that that's very broad but i want you to interpret that mm-hmm. in the way you see fit definitely a 360 definitely a 360 like for what we had i would say i was really happy i didn't notice like any like financial hardships too dire like again there were certain times we might have had to go to mcdonald's for Wi-Fi when the Wi-Fi went out, but nothing yeah. too, again, like very like dramatic. So I'm really thankful about that for the most part. And I have gotten the opportunity to also see my parents through their, their hard works and effort, um, kind of also prosper economically. So I really am proud of them in that sense of, we started off in this like tiny little apartment and we did move a lot. And every time we would move it, we move into like a little bit of a higher socioeconomic kind of community. And again, because they wanted a better education, a better like public school for me and my brother and stuff like that. So um, definitely it's it's been a 360. I think that, that that would encompass it because from one moment, again, going to an apartment, to like motels all the way to now, like we are, we're in a house. So I'm really proud of my parents. And I hope I can also, again, be in, the, and in terms similar to them with, um, working my way up into again my adulthood and achieving some of the similar goals that they also achieved, but also again being humble and genuine about it in that yeah, sense. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Um, I talked to another. Um, her name is Liv. She has her own. She's like an entrepreneur. Her own like um, company. It's mm-hmm. called Elizabeth's like clothing company, and I can send you the link too. But she was also telling me about how just 
stuff just to not make a mistake. And I think it really shed light into what I feel like our situation is because we're almost about to go into like industry. Like this is our last yeah. year. And she was telling me a lot of people like spend money and they get their first car and they get like a luxurious car. And yeah. I guess you just said to really just be humble and like live within your means. Like there's no need for it. And Russell, <laughs> similarly, if people who are listening, um, Russell, both me and Jasmine looking for cars right now at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. it's just something to keep in mind. And I think we're, we're both on the same platform for that on a super yeah. topic like today. So going from the, that, that was my past. I think you also have to acknowledge your past, of course. But mm-hmm. um, so today, we're we have the possibility of again thinking about getting a new car and yeah. all that stuff. Definitely staying within our means is very important at this time. But again, I think you should also like treat yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. As much as you save, I think you should also like reward yourself to a certain extent. Yeah, and you think that's something that your your parents or like when you were a kid, that's something they like hammering it like into you, and that's why you feel that way. My mom is definitely, I would say, more, and my brother too. He taught me the value of money, to be honest with you. Even though, like, of course, like I learned the value of money in school and like in math class, mm-hmm. um, like the actual, like the work value. Whenever I wanted to go to a concert, he'd be like, "Oh, how, how much are the tickets?" And I would say, "Like, oh, sixty dollars." He was like, "That's six hours of work." Because again, he was making like minimum wage, probably like earning like ten, eleven dollars an hour as like a waiter, and yeah. so that really put into perspective for me because I was like, "Oh, wow, it's almost like a whole work shift, like a whole day." So kind of keeping also that in mind is something I do now. And in in relation to um, our job at the moment, um, again, kind of thinking if I do go out with friends, like how much am I going to spend? How much would that be on return? And to kind of like just keep that mental model of like how much I'm making minus what I'm putting into my savings already every month, minus my gas money. (laughs) And then just, can I afford it? And if I can't, like, for the most part, like, I, I, don't, I don't really, like, take it into, like, a dire situation. If anything, I'll just, like, push it on to another month or maybe, like, focus on school and academics kind of mm-hmm. as we should be. Yeah, right. So right. Uh, I think there there is a balance, for sure. There is a balance. So. But I feel like it's taken me a long time, though. Like, I feel like I'm just starting to get the hang of it, and it's my senior year. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, I think that's the same for me, too, because when it came to, like, I only started learning how to properly save things once, like, I got my own apartment because I was like, oh, shoot, I'm, you know, I'm on my own right now. Like, I have to pay for my own groceries. I have to pay for transportation Mm -hmm. and things like that. So it put things into perspective for me. And I think for, like, a lot of students and just people in general, whenever you're thrown into the deep end like that, um, it, it definitely it definitely restructures the way you operate. If you if you want to survive, if you're good at adapting, it definitely restructures the way that you operate. And I think my childhood had kind of a a bit of a um, um, bit of a kind of help in that when it comes to uh, how I deal with uh, money, simply because of my family, like like you were saying, like nothing too dramatic, but like. Um, my first laptop, I didn't receive my first laptop until I was uh, like a freshman in college. You know, we didn't have internet until I came to UNT and UNT had internet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when it comes to the value of money, it, it, it operated different for me. Like um, whenever I see money, I'm like, I got to spend it because it might not be there soon. You know, that kind of thing. So I think that kind of it definitely played a large part in my immaturity when it comes to handling money. So I can definitely relate yes. to Definitely. You know, the I can definitely relate to like the the kind of slow progression into maturing mm-hmm. how you handle money. And that kind of um, brings me to the next point, which is which I think is a very fascinating question. How do you think like if you have like siblings and things like that, if they've grown up, you know, with you all, you know, all their basically all their life, they might have picked up the same financial habits but then again they might not have so Mm -hmm. if they have picked up the same financial habits why do you think that is and if they didn't pick up the same financial habits why do you think that is I love this question I think this is a great great question Jasmine so I'm actually the youngest so I have an older brother and Mm so again for the most part everything was split 50-50 if any like family member was really gracious enough to maybe give us 
like an allowance or anything. Or it's like a little gift or something maybe after you visited them. Um, it was always like 50-50, like split between. So it was, it was shared and I learned how to share through him, of course. But the difference between me and my brother other is that he is very into like high-end things and nothing wrong with that of course nothing but to a certain extent um he definitely prefers well-made things and mm-hmm. things that might be brand new that might have maybe a longer shelf life than something and i'm honestly like again you know i thrift you know that like i'm into making my own clothes or again like with me and my close friends, like, we're really into, like, sustainability in terms of, like, recycling clothing. Mm-hmm. If I maybe am getting away with some stuff, they'll look through it. Like, there's no shame, nothing wrong with that. And, like, yeah. again, um, we don't feel indifferent in that terms, but my brother lives a different lifestyle. So he'd yeah. rather have the items new. Again, I have learned through him the benefits, of though, of having, like, new items. Like, like when the term with like jeans and stuff like I really wouldn't invest money in jeans or shoes I kind of would just buy like maybe like the cheapest or like the most economical thing at the time honestly that I would see because again like I wasn't really aware of like what or how long it would last and I when once I actually like did purchase I went shopping with him like a, a good quality pair of shoes and jeans I noticed that it lasted me a couple of seasons yeah and so it got me thinking am I really like getting my money's worth like mm-hmm. with what I'm getting and because you know I love shopping I love clothes I love all that stuff um I'm a, we're both fashionistas me and Jasmine and you can't see this because the podcast but if you ever come into the office um you'll definitely see our little outfits or whatever but mm-hmm. definitely I would just like to put that out there that sometimes it is worth your money but again I will do your research beforehand for sure ask yeah. friends again maybe ask the workers in the store what their opinion is just again if you are going to be making those investments to think wisely of them of course I think that's good. So I think that that's my takeaway. Yeah. That's my takeaway. And again, with that being said, because mm-hmm. I feel like clothes are such a major, because you wear them every day, of course. Like, yeah. Um, they're such like an inaugural part of like, again, even going into industry with like professional clothing as well, like that can get really pricey, but there's definitely ways around it. I would say like you could thrift again, um, ask maybe a family member and then get it tailored. Or maybe you have like friends like me who are in the fashion department and can like tailor it for you. And they just want to practice and might need different practicing or methods or whatever. But again, there's always, I would say, a solution. It might just take a little bit more time. Yeah. Just like when you're in a thrift store, it might take a little bit more time to dig through some stuff, look through all the merchandise. But I'm pretty sure, and I can definitely promise everyone, that like, you'll find some great things if you're on a budget to make a great outfit. Yes. And I think that's a good way to save money. And because that's your passion and like clothes and, you know, design and things like that are your passion. And then like incorporating that into the way you deal with money by basically saving where you can when it comes to the thing you love so much. I think that's a good I think that's really good. And I think it can I think it can translate uh, very well when it comes to how other people deal with money. Um, And when I hear you talk about um, how you like to save and how you like to thrift and things like that, it gets me thinking about how you may feel about money. Because I know for some people, they think, you know, well, m- you can't take money with you when you die. So just spend it while you have it. And other people say, you know, you need to save it, save it, save it. How do you feel about money? I'm definitely realizing more through like my dad. My dad called me out on this because he's like, treat yourself like. You yeah. work so hard, you're in school, like, you're always busy, like, and I, I also just kind of mini update, I might have got an internship, we'll see Monday, Yay. so far, maybe, maybe I might get this internship, um, but, yeah, it feels good, it feels pretty good, I feel pretty confident about it, but, again, like, when it, even what scared me, I guess I always had this kind of, like, negative kind of connotation with money, just because, like, we didn't really have very much of it. And I also wasn't allowed to have a job because I didn't have a car yeah. <laughs> or methods to get there as well. So, again, I always had this, like, very just tight kind of situation with money. But, again, I didn't really see it in a way of, oh, it's going to prohibit me. So, whenever I was in high school and I didn't have a car like most of my friends did in that, in that community that I lived in. Um, and, like, I didn't have a ride and I couldn't afford, like, the bus system to have, like, mm-hmm. a bus pass. Um, mm-hmm. I basically, like, my only option was to stay after school. And wait yeah. for my parents to come. But they would come at like 10 or 9, 9 p.m. 
But thankfully, through um, a teacher, my art teacher, he let me use the classroom as a studio space. And so I like did all my homework there, whether it was for his class, I would do photo shoots there for projects and stuff. And so it really allowed me to have like a safe space. And again, just I would say if you're in that same situation where maybe you, you don't have a ride, maybe like you, you're younger and you have siblings that are in elementary school, um, that actually happened to me too. I didn't have like daycare, like there was no daycare system here because again, like that can be very costly. Um, the public library was where I use what I use as like my studio space in high school, so that kind of replaced that. But there's always a way I feel like to see it. Um, you can definitely see it through a lens of, oh, this is really gonna negatively impact me, or this is prohibiting me from certain like events, situations that you want to go to. But if anything, look at the bright side and try to find a solution. I would say, and right now where I am, through kind of more of like the perspective of like my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that like maybe my solution should be spending a little bit more and treating myself a little bit more so it's, it's a little bit hard for me but I'm definitely I'm definitely trying and definitely trying because again like what you mentioned earlier too like as much as we should save the future isn't maybe granted and mm-hmm. I don't want to sound negative or anything but yeah 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 no. we do never know what might happen like but again with that being said guys remember to always have $400 in your bank account yes for whatever reason because that's that's statistically how much you should have for emergencies i could definitely test to that like my t- new tires for my car were like around three hundred dollars so definitely want to have some sort of savings if you're going to be spending <laughs> if you're going to be spending yeah. for sure for I sure think, i think that's a good experience though because i know like i can relate a lot to how you feel about money and the transition mm. that you're trying to make except my even though i can relate to what basically gave you your background of how you feel with money i have a different way of how i feel about money or how i'm transitioning the way i feel about money i used yeah. to be like you know um the i used to be like spend it spend it spend it now i'm more like save it save it save it because uh that's the way i grew up is in the growing up i would hear you should save you should save but i would see spending 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 so i think that mm. that trans- translates to how i deal with it or how i feel about money now and talking to one of my friends who yeah. is more financially well off i could see the differences uh uh in basically basically from talking to you and talking to them i can see the differences in uh the background and you know where we grew up and things like that and i think that uh, people don't think about it very often, but the your financial background, your socioeconomic background, it does play a huge factor into how you feel about money, how you feel about money in relation to your self-esteem, things like that. Exactly. So, um, I found that uh, I related how much money I had to uh, how much worth I had. And so when it comes to that, I know a lot of uh, a lot of people feel that way. And it's like, especially if you came from a lower socioeconomic, you know, background. Um, and of course, it varies. It's, it's not a concrete, you know, guide or, you know, something to go by. But uh, it definitely does correlate to a lot of people's self-esteem. And I think that being able to shed that helps relieve a lot of stress when it comes to finance and it helps you to navigate, you know, managing your money properly is if you identify Definitely. where that comes from. Um, it's really interesting. Cause like what you mentioned earlier too, about just knowing people from different circumstances, like again, the elementary school that I went to in the community that we started off with, like mm-hmm. when I was growing up, so like the first part of my life was very low economic. But again, I didn't notice it, honestly. Like, yeah. I didn't notice at the time some certain key things where the computers had like locks on them, like chains. Yeah. I, I didn't know it. I was like, that's kind of, I didn't know it. But now, now the, um, that's kind of odd. Um, that's just really interesting. Um, and then just things like ev- everyone was on the free lunch program. I didn't know that they were different programs. Um, definitely really like benefited a lot from that. So I really appreciate the education system having that resource for students. Again, it was just kind of like since we were all kind of in the same like economical demographic, they had a lot of resources for us. And so they didn't ever make us feel like we were any different, you know. So kudos to that elementary school and also to the teachers because they were great. But um, again, once my family had the opportunity, my dad got a promotion, we ended up going into like a higher economic um, neighborhood. And then that's when I noticed. I was like, wait, 
what are trust funds? Like, why does everyone have a trust fund? Like, that's really interesting. But again, I I feel really blessed still because like even the community and the friends that I made, um, they weren't what you would think, you know, what like social media and like the news, television, or just in general, like the media kind of portrays of them. Yeah, they yeah. were actually really humble and genuine people. Like they knew they had financial wealth. A lot of them gave back a lot into the community. So if any time they needed to donate money or anything was kind of like yeah. came up as in terms of maybe a charity, they were the first ones to put down. Like nothing said, no questions asked. Like like they they would donate money. So again, that also kind of gave me some, and I learned a lot from them too. Like like in terms of if you have money that you don't show it, you shouldn't have to because you already know that within yourself that you have it. Yeah, so. Yeah again that really just gave me reassurance and they knew my situation of course like mm-hmm. why i didn't have a car in high school like no one ever like put me down or anything about that but if anything we all kind of had consensus of um this is just our situation now you know like this is this won't this won't be us or with the education that we're getting right now um who knows down the line what it will be but if anything we're all always and still are consistently like empowering each other engaging within each other and again I feel really lucky to have that support system so I would say that too and that's a big factor when it also comes into like socializing and money in college um again you might have to check your friends sometimes if they might be spending a lot and you know their situation maybe they got laid off or they're in between jobs and at the same time um, I would be very 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 just like conscientious of the group that you're in when you're hanging out with them if they're if, you're, if they're making you feel pressured to spend a lot of money every weekend so I would, I would just kind of also give that word of advice if anyone's listening in terms of wanting kind of more advice with that and be very introspective for sure when it comes to all this stuff because again this is just your situation now you know Who, who's to know that you might be the next mark zuckerberg and start a yeah. facebook or yeah, right. who knows who knows what you'll be the next billionaire <laughs> And I think that um, just the fact that you were saying that they're, you know, your friends, even though they come from, you know, uh, but I guess the the term higher socioeconomic status kind of communities and they have a, they're mm-hmm. financially well endowed, like uh, and they, you're saying that they give to charities and things like that. I know that um, just a pattern that I see within my own community is that people that are that came from nothing and then came into money are less likely to give that money back to the community because they're like hoarding it in a way. And it's a select few people uh, that I've seen do it, but I've also seen people that have come from nothing and then they get money and then they give out, um, give it out to like, you know, charities and basically philanthropic uh, purposes. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. so where, where's the discrepancy? Where is that? Where's that? Um, what are they experiencing right. different that makes them, you know, do that kind of thing? But that's why, like, I have seen you know. that. No, you're right. I also have met people like that. That, yeah. that you're completely right. That maybe are very like I'm. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, they may be a little bit stingy, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. But then I've have met some of the most genuine people from those. Like in terms of, I, I think it was really prevalent in my life was the fact that my parents worked weekly hours growing up, mm-hmm. so we really needed like a lot of daycare. But like again figuring that out like was not like in the budget <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean there was just not in the budget for two kids and my parents like just for at the moment for us yeah and so that's when a um when my mom from like our apartment complex she offered to babysit me after school and pick me up from the bus and again that was just out of the kindness of her, her heart and Again, my mom would give her here and there maybe like meals <laughs> to help out or whatever. But um, again, I think it's I've seen a lot of people that maybe don't have anything like even give the most. Yeah, you yeah. know, like giving what they have if you don't have financial means or economical time. Like they can give time and care and nurture and love. love. So I've also seen that too as well. I think I think and I think that really speaks volumes. Yeah, it does. It does, and I think. Um, talking about this kind of thing is really interesting. And I, I guess this goes without saying, I kind of can tell like how comfortable you are. But the next question is like, how comfortable are you uh, when talking to peers or like, you know, friends and stuff like that on a scale of one to 10 about finances? One being uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, and then 10 being very comfortable. And why? Very 
comfortable because we work at the center. We yeah. work at the money management center. We, so I feel like often we're perceived as money gurus. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to Stephanie about this, our new um, mentor on the team. And she definitely could attest that from students, even though she's new on the team, um, come in and they kind of have this mindset of, oh, you might be judging them. But again, I would just want to let our audience know as well. And I also let students know if they ever like, point that out to me whenever we're like talking through the process of me explaining the paperwork to them and the processes of it I let them know off the bat like I've actually taken out a loan from the money management center for my tires before like stuff happens guys like it's an emergency that was unexpected that's why it's called our um, eagle emergency support program so again like we're here for you guys we are definitely a safe space we are a non-judgment space of course but um, even with my friends like let's say and again, I just feel really grateful for the friend group that I have. I've been really noticing that a lot this current month. I'm just super grateful for them because they are really empowering friends. Also really just supportive friends that if, let's say, um, we go out to dinner and maybe one of us forgot our wallet or let's say maybe one of us is really tight on money, just we'll, we'll pay for them, you know? Like, yeah. we'll, we'll cover them just because we want to spend time with them and their company. And we kind of have this thing of, like, we're all going to eat. Like, not just in terms of us going out and getting yeah. food, but... In the sense of life, like I have a lot of friends who are bio majors or they're going into dentistry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know in the future that if, again, if I ever know anyone in the region or, or if maybe I know an employer that's looking for a job, oh, yeah. a new hire position, um, I'll definitely recommend them, you know, like I'll drop them in, name drop yeah. them. So, like, even in that sense of the future, like long term. So, um, I would say, like, my friend group is really comfortable talking about it because, again, like, we do want to um, be on each other's tails when it comes to prospering because um, I have also a lot of friends who are not just in like the, the STEM kind of major, but they're also in like the fine arts. And so it, I really think it comes down to the fact that like, even though they want to kickstart their brands and like, again, we're all in, just in college, right? Um, we, we buy and we kind of like wear our friends' brands as designer. So again, I think it's also just part of that, like motivating them, being aware of like you're just starting you know you're just growing yeah it's just a starting point so and i think that that should be the norm um within other our generations like you know within america and like our generation because again around the world it's very common to talk about how much your rent is it's very common for small talk to be about how much you make at work per hour what are your benefits i think maybe it might just be a thing in america or maybe in, in terms of maybe money being taboo because I have heard money is like a taboo topic here. It is. It is. And that's what kind of fascinates me because with I <laughs> with my friend group, I have two friends and I live with them. And whenever we're talking about finance, we're very open. Like I have this much in my bank account. We have a combined this much, you know, to, you know, buy groceries to do whatever we need to do or like, you know, or if someone's hungry and they, or like, my friend, whenever she's like going and she's going to order food, she's just like, hey, are you hungry? I'm like, yeah, no, I don't have money to eat out right now. She's like, no. I asked, are you hungry? And yeah, like, oh, yeah. She just, you know, just cover me. And it's just being able to, one, not have a you owe me, I owe you type of thing, but also having open communication when it comes to um, and not feeling pressured either when it comes to like finances mm-hmm. and just, you know, being social in regards to your money. And I think that that's a really like it's really imperative you know to have that kind of support Mm -hmm. system because it makes yes less stressful it makes talking about it it makes handling it less Mm -hmm. stressful so i i'm that's so wholesome that you and your friends are that way it's so cute i love it yes and i think even more so now like i've had a lot of people very like professionally i would say and i don't i don't think it needs to be professional like it definitely can um, but approaching in the sense because we work with the financial aid department as well, like we're really yeah. close to them. We have colleagues there, um, yeah. so we're really aware of the process of how to pay for college, of course. So I've had people and like family friends like schedule meetings with me and want to buy me coffee and stuff for me to explain to them and their parents how college works because maybe they are first generation students, and I'm I'm more than down to do that. But I also think it comes to if I'm like educating them and spreading knowledge to them. Um, it might be an issue of are we really being as um, local about the resources 
And like also, if they can also be like vocal about the resources, maybe um, I would say at least I try to educate everyone that I can um, how college, yeah. how, how to pay for college. But if they can at least tell two or three more people, just again, so we can all come to a consensus. Because at least from some people where my dad works, um, some of the new employees think that college is a scam, and I'm just like. You know, like it's yeah, kind of hard get, to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think it, it might be the part of people not really being aware, or educated on the fact of how you can pay for college and how you can get grants and how you can get loans. And I think it all comes into that factor too. So, I think when it comes to just not communicating, when it comes to like financial aid or just how to deal with, you know financial investments like college in general, a lot of people see that kind of information as like trade secrets and they want the America's yes. petition yeah. heavy that they see it as trade secrets so they keep it to themselves. Like, no, no, this is my, you know, special nugget of information that I'm gonna use to, you know, exactly. push myself forward. And although healthy competition is always good, being able to help yes. everyone out helps in the long run, helping your neighbor, helping your friend, helping your peer, mm-hmm. it helps everyone exactly. in the long run because a robust mm-hmm. economy helps everyone, right? And having, exactly. a good, having a good job creates those robust economies. So mm-hmm. sharing secrets mm-hmm. to making big investments like those is good for everyone. And we could definitely, I feel like now that we have more perspective on it, and we are kind of are doing our department right now, working with the Plano Library, and educating their incoming, the high school students who are incoming, even like we reached like the elementary school level, educating them on just some basic stuff of how to pay to college, I think is a great way to start. So we definitely are for the audience, if they're wondering if we are doing that, but I think yeah. high schools can even kind of more continuously doing that through their advisors. Again, I do know sometimes they provide, at least my high school provided like a, a booklet of like scholarships, but I think it goes even beyond that. Like what's so you don't get any of those scholarships I'm letting them know that loans, the reality of loans, that they can definitely help and propel you to get into college. Um, but again, they do have, have more that comes with them, you know, like more information, of course, like interest rates and stuff like that. But you also need to be very aware of before you just sign off. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when it comes to like educating, especially high school students on how to pay for college and mm-hmm. like basically telling them there are aspects to higher education that require you to have a little bit of, you know, a little, well, not a little, a lot of knowledge beforehand in order to do it correctly. Um, and there are some ways to waste your money in higher education if you don't go about it correctly. Um, I think talking to them about that's very imperative because I know for a lot of high school students, or at least I speak for myself and the friends that I knew when I was in high school, our financial personalities were very much, you know, the a debtor or big spender where we would either, you know, uh, drain our parents dry when it came to money and going out and eating and stuff like that, or we would drain what allowance we had dry. Um, and I think um, that personality type financially cannot translate into college and, and also be successful in college and also get the optimal experience out of it. So I think talking to them beforehand definitely helps in that aspect. Um, because it helps prepare them for the transition that they'll need to make, not only as a student or as a person, but personally themselves, what they'll need to make. Yes. yes. I definitely also agree with all of that. I think it's really now kind of reflecting back on what we talked about, really a give and take. And you yeah. have to learn and actually have to do it to know, know what it means to give and take, to give, again, maybe into your community, into your work, or whatever you're doing, but also or maybe into like your friend groups as well. Um, but at the same time, you have to understand you can't just keep taking it away from your savings, even though you have created a savings account. That was my issue, too. <laughs> I was kind of pulling some from my savings, even though I told myself that saved up for another opportunity that I want to eventually accomplish. But um, if anything, I'd say it is possible for sure for you to learn, again, healthy money kind of course relations and habits in college I do think it takes practices but set challenges for yourself for sure they can be as like high or low it can be as low as maybe just setting up or doing a credit like setting up an account like going to your bank and just starting it if you don't have like a credit card like just getting it just opening one up 
to maybe high as maybe like because I saved up for a study abroad trip on my own, so it was like eight thousand dollars. I worked three jobs for it, but again, I would do it all over again because I really learned and when I was on the trip to not just spend money here and there, you know, like on souvenirs yeah. or just stuff that I didn't need. I more like invested it and in when I was saving up for it, like the value of the experience and when I was there also for experiences too. So I definitely did learn a lot through that whole process. And I was grateful that I raised the money on my own because I felt yeah. really proud like when I was on the trip to be able to say that I did that and also to know that from my background of having no money, like yeah. literally no never any any money, not even an allowance. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe no, same two here. points here and there that I would find in the couch. Yeah. Uh, no, being able to <laughs> to being able to like now say that like I've been like and I've bought my own plane ticket but also um I feel like it all become it's all because I've been lucky enough and curious to and prepared because luckily I was prepared to research just ways on how to save on plane tickets research ways on like um how to get into college how to pay for college because um I wanted to ask you this like did you feel like there was a clear way for you to pay for college because I kind of like had to do some digging on like some sites of like how to do the fast because I didn't not know what that was i was so lost when it came when to filling that out um, like, i was like when I, okay so when i say i was a completely different person like my senior years uh senior high school years slash freshman college year completely different person um not nearly as organized not looking towards the future nothing so when i applied my my spending personality was definitely better at that time because uh, at the time i didn't look into any of that i just applied i applied for unt and then i applied to fastbook because that's what you know my uh advisor and my friends and my my you know my parents were telling me to do i didn't think like can I afford this? I just thought, I didn't even know how much UNT had costed. I just went into it and I was lucky because I was able to pay for it with my financial aid, but that you can't, don't, don't follow my example. Don't follow my example. Don't follow, you know, senior year Jasmine at all. Uh, but um, that being mm-hmm. said, although I didn't know anything about, you know, paying for school and I got lucky, through that, you know, financial development in my personality or in you know, my journey in that way, through that journey, I, I'm now here in my senior year in college and I'm looking at grad schools, I'm looking at law school, and I'm like, how much does it cost? How much can I get in financial aid? How much can I get in grants? You know, how much can I get in scholarships? How much time will I have to pay that back? Can I just, you know, pay my undergrad loans and then, you know, jump into, you know, uh, a graduate program? I, it, it took a lot, but I had no clue what I was doing it for. <laughs> Correct, honestly. And I think I would say luck favors are prepared. Yes. Because you have had experience with like challenges and hardships. But again, like through you like having the knowledge and courage to like surpass those, like if anything, this was nothing. This was not nothing. But I can definitely relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. That some way or force of the universe like pushed me to get into college too because again I was just struggling here tech wise like I did not know what website to use I was so lost I was like why why are there so many sites why is there studentloans.com why is there fast why is there my universities why is there Texas grant like I was like why are there so many sites so that's definitely I think something that if anything the power of education comes in and the power of knowledge And again, going back to just educating, like back maybe some high schools, maybe making kits for them. I think that's something that you're making me think now. Let me look into like making them a presentation and like some key like posters or links for again how to not just in general for UNT's purposes to get more students, but in general, just kind of like propel students into if they do want opportunity or do want an example, having that gateway to get into it. I know we were, um, you mentioned before, um, I wanted to ask you a question. So you mentioned before how um, you were saving and how you would like kind of pull from your savings, but then be like, no, no, you're not supposed to do that. Um, that I guess that kind of would be, um, you're trying to develop your, your financial personality into being more of a, a saver. Um, 
how, what are some tricks that have gotten you, you know, better on that track? Like, how are you able to fix some of the habits that you've created? Okay, so guys, keep in mind, like, I couldn't even, I wasn't even a debtor because um, that's one of the five. I was, I, I would make up a new one. Like, I was neutral because, like, I didn't have a job, but I didn't have any expenses because I knew I didn't have a job. So I wasn't spending any money. So I was kind of like just like in the middle. And I think that's where I want more people to be or at least kind of feel out, like being content with where they are and being content within themselves to know that I don't need that that name brand thing or whatever. Like, at least now, like, again, I didn't get my first pair of, like, good shoes or good sneakers until, like, college when I could buy them on my own because, again, my parents really just saw that or, like, saw buying like the stuff that was named brand as like way above our means even though maybe we could have afforded it at the time but they were kind of more like that's really unnecessary and so i would like to also maybe have some sort of balance between that of what is something i did for me water was a big one to be honest with you like water and like drink consumption because again like you have to hydrate yourself of course but um, yeah. i would would say bring a water bottle to the campus guys like you'll be amazed at number one how clear your skin will be health your body will thank you of course um and for the most part you'll be saving a lot of money for sure and if it's reusable too it's good for the environment so mm-hmm. i would say saving water because again if i would maybe have to buy i didn't bring my lunch that day because i'm a commuter then me having the water like the water whatever bottle there i would already be saving money on a drink and so putting that again into perspective for sure, little by little changes that you can make, and especially if they're sustainable, mm. even better, even mm. better, even better. But again, pack your lunch, I would say, for the most part. Um, if you are a commuter, look for a cheap gas station. Um, again, it's economical and safe, of course. Um, and then put a day. Um, for me, it's Thursdays. I always refill my tank. Um, again, kind of have like a set schedule for yourself. And I think the earliest that you can create that, the better, for sure, yeah, for sure. For sure. But there, there's tons of ways that you can save again. I think it, it will, like earlier we mentioned, like it does take a little bit of time, but and then if you are in need, do some research. Like UNT has a food pantry that they are doing a great job at filling up and they've amplified it in its resources. And even right now, UNT is very, I would say, a great school in the sense of very responsive. Um, with the need of like school supplies, they just started like a school supply kind of pantry, like a little donation. And so students were able to sign up for it and receive free school supplies. Again, if they needed it for any circumstances that might be occurring in their life at the moment. Um, I think that's really awesome to know that our university is responding in that manner that, again, they, they even understand that, like, yes, we are trying to build up upon our education, build upon our resume, but we are, for better lack of terms, maybe like broke college students right now. So, yeah. and they don't really judge us, you know, they don't really judge us of anything. They, they empower us. I went to a... I think it's just it's like a perfect example. And it was so sweet because it was like this tutoring day with the Learning Center and they were giving out free snacks. And then I guess everyone already took one. So we were all kind of shy to say, can we have another one? And, and so the actual like advisor there, he and the worker supervisor, he said, like, he's like, I know you guys are hungry. Like, just take another one. Don't be shy. And like, I think even that is just so kind to like to know that we, we were putting in all this hard work that he kind of. Uh, came back and 360 with us in such space and he's also probably a student too as well and he knew where we were and again he didn't judge us for it so and we also snack yeah i think that helps in development of financial personalities just not having a judge-free zone to yeah. navigate you know navigate the financial space essentially and speaking of zones to do that that brings us to my last question and so my last question is how might your current job and obligations have influenced the way that you deal with finances Ooh, that's a great great question oh my gosh okay hmm i'm trying to figure out one aspect okay so with budgeting so again like i mentioned earlier i am a commuter student so I do get the benefit of living at home and I don't have to pay for all the groceries. I do sometimes pay for the groceries now because like I'm working this semester. My parents are kind of more on with their like you buy the groceries like you have money. (laughs) So I am definitely covering more groceries and seeing how I can like stretch a dollar in different stores to go to. 
again, I would say it does really depend on where you're living. Um, I would say for the most part, kind of look into some stores. Maybe you haven't shopped with them before or, or if they're not local to you, maybe if you're not from like the Denton or Texas area. Um, I would say try going to maybe like a Winco and Aldi. Like, again, like they're they're there for a reason and they're successful for a reason too. Like, I feel like I at least grew up more closer um at least like distance wise to supermarket was Walmart. But I've kind of like on my own compared at least the products that I get, um, since they're not name brand at those stores, they're more economical. So again, look into that, I would say. Um, I'm budgeting now more and I started budgeting and I have like a spreadsheet ready. So when I'm in grad school, um, or just out out in the real world, I have like a list of what is on my grocery list and what I need to get. And so I don't pick up those Oreos. <laughs> Yeah. And so I don't kind of get anything that's not on my list, you know, because right. um, I did a meal prepping presentation video. And one of the main parts that I what, that I found out with researching it, um, if you have a shopping list, guys, listen, if you have a shopping list, you're not going to like stray away from it most commonly. So that's another thing. So keep that in mind. So have a, a plan, a budget set up prior that you need to. So you're not just here and there spending and picking up stuff. So definitely for me, it was budgeting budgeting like really is still in my life currently I think that's good because I think for for working here and I told you where I started when it comes to you know financial responsibility and now it's like me I don't even recognize me anymore when it comes to financial responsibility and how I deal with money like if you were to be like if you were to tell past me, this is what this is what you'll you know look like in the future. This is what you'll this is how you'll deal with you know uh, responsibilities. I would I wouldn't have believed you because it, just just having and being president of an org too taught me a lot about mm-hmm. how to deal with finances um, when it comes to uh, institutional or organizational things. Like you have to do audits. You mm-hmm. have to do you know quarterly or um, in this case, semesterly uh, reports on how you're spending your money, where that money is going, how much money you currently have. And if you do have reports on where you're spending your, um, on how you're spending your money, where is the most of your money being spent and how can that, how can you better utilize that money somewhere else? And I think that's also taught me a lot. So it's, um, it definitely, I think just having more life experience helps you mature financially. I think that's the inevitability about it. Um, you know, like I think the more we just go through life, the more we experience things, the more we change the way we do things to adapt, uh, to be able to handle, you know, situations better. So I think mm-hmm. that this job, uh, the True. order I'm in, just day-to-day, you know, experiences help a lot too. And that's what I'm hearing from you is just the the day-to-day experiences, you know, being a commuter Mm -hmm. student, your individual experience helps kind of shape Mm -hmm. you to, you know, how you do with money now. And I think it's really fascinating. (laughs) I do, I do. Thank you, thank you. Anything I do, I wish, um, I would just say more people kind of like, if anything, could like realize and just wake up a little bit. Like you don't have to spend that much, guys. Like on all these little things here and there like there are ways to save like it is possible and so at least with my friend group and people that have that are close to me like we talk about like what our credit scores are and we kind of also applaud each other for having a high credit score you know and um, i'm really glad and like happy that i have that kind of like support system like i was mentioning earlier because again i was i I didn't feel that way in other friend groups you know like i think we maybe more talked about other topics you know rather than like where our futures are going and i'm very like future oriented and so that best works for me for sure and even when it comes to planning like for sure for sure if anything i realize more at the center that the more that you are able to plan financially like it really will equate to opportunities that you will have Mm -hmm. i agree that you want for yourself yeah okay so this kind of wraps up all of my questions. Do you have any like, do you have any like like closing statements or you know questions about financial personalities or just the center in general? Any plugs you wanna you know put out there? Definitely. So I'm always running the Twitter and the Instagram. And also thank you, Jasmine, because I feel like I really learned a lot through this, and like I haven't ever been asked these questions yeah. before. So thank you. 
Thank you for this. I'll definitely take this in and I'll, I'll process it more throughout the day and I'll come back to you more. Yeah. Um, for sure, I really want to um, plug in our Instagram and Twitter, guys. Even if you have any, I would say, comments, questions, concerns, or roasts, please yeah. send them to us. Like, I, yeah. I will respond. Like, um, People have been really, really interactive this semester with asking us, maybe if they missed a presentation, um, they DM'd us saying, I really wanted to attend, but I couldn't attend. Like, and I think that's really awesome because we're really like connecting with students to make them even comfortable to reach out. So it just has like our logo. So it's just kind of like this per- this this department. They're just reaching out. Yeah. Um, and I think that's awesome. So again, if you do have a presentation, definitely um, just send me your email. I'll send it to you. And if you have any questions about your current status, you can also DM us, and I'll also um, look into it. I'll talk to Jasmine about it, and I'll get back to you guys as well. So please, 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 um, just know that we ha- we are an open space you know to talk to and yeah. if you have any any questions too, we're always an open open space but yeah no stupid questions like ask away <laughs> all of them ask all of the yes. questions yes. Yes. So that kind of concludes this uh episode oh. or you know this part of the series thank you thank you so much for like just getting to know you and who you are and not only as a financial person but it helps us know more about who you are period you know who juliana is and thank you for giving us a little insight into so thank you so much um so that i'm going to wrap it up like i usually do i don't know why i can't do words right now but you guys if you have any questions concerns or any questions like money related or otherwise you can always reach out to us um, via phone at 940-369-7761 or you can reach out to our email at money.management at unt.edu you can also reach out to Juliana uh, on our uh, social medias she does uh, live uh, Money Mondays uh, so you can reach out with any questions there as well and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series I'm very excited so I will see you guys in the next